Blog Talk Radio. Good morning. My name is Ryan Miner. You are listening to a minor detail on Blog Talk Radio. That's a minor. That's a blog talk radio. dot com slash a minor detail. You can find me on the web at Ryan R Miner, which is my Twitter handle, or at a minor detail. dot com. This morning, I have Liz Matori, who is a congressional candidate in Maryland's eighth congressional district. And she's going to be making a special announcement this morning. Good morning, Liz. Good morning, Ryan. Good morning, Universe. How are you? Good. Thank you. And thanks for making time to to join us this morning. Uh, let's go right into it. What's going on? Hey, man. Um, I am a newly minted uh, new Republican. As of yesterday, I um, came to your side, and I, um, after a long, long um, uh, time to deliberate and to discuss and um, and um, you know, check my conscience and actually talk to a lot of my, um, you know, faith leaders actually about the switch. Um, I think it's a, a better move, uh, not just for me, but for uh, to serve our congressional district. So, so I am talk. the new. Oh yeah, go ahead. Oh, uh, let's 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 talk about that switch. Um, you you were a Democrat before, is that correct? Mm-hmm. Yes, okay. I was. And up until. Uh, was it last year that you 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 left the Democratic Party to become an independent? Why did you leave the mm-hmm. Democratic Party? Right. Okay. Well, you know, let's just start off about how I became a Democrat. I was born an African American, you know, in the eighties, and so um, I would say ninety ninety nine percent of the African American um, voting population is a Democrat. Um, so it's one of those things that again. That is another reason why I look at to the Republican side is, um, you know, we have been considered, you know, the go-to vote um, for the Democratic Party. And so when I, you know, grew up in D.C., it's a one-party uh, community, just like um, Maryland apparently is. Um, and so that was what you were. You were a Democrat, and that's it. Um, the only person who was a Republican was my mom and, um, you know, Carol Schwartz. <laughs> so that was... That was a, that was a bit of it, but um, I did get very involved in the Democratic Party. Uh, a lot of my friends are, you know, wonderful, you know, activists and uh, community organizers in the Democratic and Progressive uh, movement. I love them. I will miss them. <laughs> um, you know, well, they're still there. To, uh, they're still there, but um, you know, if anything, you know, when I considered running for this uh, position um, last summer. Um, having left another campaign in D.C., um, I spent time, me and my mom got in the car and drove around and and tried to see what this congressional district really was. As you know, it was one of the um, several uh, gerrymandered districts in our in our state in 2011. Um, so before, District 8 used to be mostly Montgomery County. Um, and as of 2011, um, it now goes all the way up to the Pennsylvania border. Montgomery County is actually divided into three congressional districts, um, um, now that um, we have, what, a majority of person of color uh, county, we still have now three uh, white congressmen re- representing us in, in Congress. So, um, you know, driving around, driving up to Emmitsburg, um, went up to, uh, what, the Elizabeth Seton, there's like a, I think there's a, a shrine up there. At the yes, of, it, uh, yep. it's my university you know? uh, where I'm oh. attending grad school, Mount St. Mary's. Uh, right outside is, is Thurmont, and uh, you're going to have to check out uh, the Shamrock Inn, which is one of the best. In fact, I think it's my most favorite uh, Irish restaurant in the state of Maryland. Um, and we go there every day on St. Patrick's Day. We oh. love it. So you're going to have to check it out. Well, it's wonderful. 
we might have to go there for St. Patrick's Day. Hey, how about that? Um, yeah. All right. So you know, you know, you spend this. Oh, pardon. Go ahead. No, please, please continue, Liz. Oh, right. So um, you know, you spend your entire time driving up and down and meeting voters. And I met actually um the reason why I switched the party um is actually because of the uh, rural Mar- uh sorry rural uh, Democrats um, meeting that we had over the summer. Um, Democrats from around the state who are in rural communities came together um, in Frederick and discussed, you know, how difficult it is to be um, a person in the rural community and be a Democrat at the same time. Um, They still are, um, they want to be, you know, Christian and they want to be able to um, um, have God at the center of their life. But the Democratic Party now, especially um, as left-wing as it has become in our state, um, they haven't been able to just be be their true selves. So, you know, from that meeting, actually, after announcing to them the day before that I was uh, entering the race as Democrat, um, I I thought about it a lot, and I thought that in order to be able to represent the diversity of our district, going from Emmitsburg all the way down to Tacoma Park, I'd have to actually I considered it postpartisan and be you know an independent. Um, of course, lo and behold. The six months I spent out of the party system was really, really refreshing. I recommend, actually, um, people to become more, I mean, I hate to say this, but we need more unaffiliated voters um, because, and I would um, argue that we need open primaries because of it. Most of our community, our our country is, uh, what, 47% independent, uh, 36% Democrat, and 24% Republican. And, again, as growing up as a, a black person and a black woman, you know, I never thought that the Republican Party would have been a party for us, quite frankly. You know, a lot of the rhetoric, a lot of the is very divisive and and sexist. And, you know, it it, it was really, really hard to swallow. Um, But then again, I I took it upon myself to learn more about my constituents. You know, half of them would be Republican. So I wanted to make sure I understood where they're coming from. So I went to the library and got up a couple of few books and read straight into it. Um, and, you know, I had this wonderful um, professor, he passed away already, but uh, his name is Professor Dugas from Law School, Howard University School of Law. Um, he actually pledged my father in Kappa Alpha Psi when he went to Howard University, and so um, he was a Republican. He was a, he was the only, you know, black Republican I really knew, and um, and he, he around election time, he'd always say, you know, Republicans uh, freed the slaves, you know, I'm of course I'm a Republican. And I'm like, oh, man, you know, like, didn't they make that big switch in the 60s when, you know, the Civil Rights Act, you know, was passed and Johnson, like, that's bogus, you know. And and when you think about it, you know, it wasn't the de- the Democrats who the, – the Democrats actually were the ones who um, were dragging their feet on, uh, on the matter. The Republican Party was already um, – and it was founded um, because of, um, of the newly freed community and – um, again, going back to the founding of our of our party, I, I'm very blessed and, and appreciate why it was created. Um, at, around the Civil War and after the Civil War, um, they, back in the day, uh, realized that the society that they created um, had never existed before in the history of history, you know, where you can come to this country and, and live and grow in this country um, and really tap into your God-given potential, uh, regardless of your the color of your skin or regardless of your... Uh, previous, um, you know, uh, state of servitude, um, Americans, specifically Americans, could um, could thrive um, and, and be able to produce a very productive and, and diverse 
economy for for the good of the republic. And so I'm like, oh my gosh, like this is what we're missing, you know, <laughs> like you know, is anything. It's one of those things where I thought that um, we had to kind of reinvent the wheel. Um, but during my time connecting with voters, um, a lot of voters who are Republican, they're like, you sound like a Republican. I'm like, ah, no, I don't sound like a Republican. What are you talking about? Uh, but uh, no, I guess it's true. You know, I think um, I realized it took me a, a while to figure this out, but I am a Republican, and I want to be proud of being a Republican. I don't want to make our country be proud of Republicans more. You know, and this, so that's where my journey led. Now, and I appreciate the I appreciate the the genesis of the switch, um, but I have to ask you: Is this switch is this an authentic switch? And it's not. I mean, uh, you, you, you've already been being you're already accused of. Um, Opportunism, and you know, and being an coming from a Democrat to an independent to now being a Republican, some will say that um, you're you're switching over just because you, you'd like to win a primary. And I'd like for you to address that concern. Yeah, you know, I heard that, um, and quite frankly, being a black person and a Republican is probably the hardest thing that someone has ever decided to do. Um, I don't think people understand how difficult and how divisive and how um, racist, you know, the party has become. And um, for someone who is um, an activist and quasi-militant, um, as, a, as a person of myself, you know, I, I am very cognizant of the choice and the switch. Um, I, I'm losing friends on this. You know what I mean? Like there are uh, my faith um, advisor told me not to do it. He was like, "Please don't do it. You know, you are going. You're, it's going to ruin your reputation. It's going to ruin your, you know, your trajectory." And 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 that's the thing. It's not about me. It's about this district. I mean, if anyone who really, honestly, sincerely wants to represent this gerrymandered district, honestly, sincerely, and wholeheartedly, if they have not gone through as a cathartic ex- ex- examination of their own stances on the matter, then they're not honest with the voters. And I think um, it doesn't, I wish it didn't happen all at once, but as I said yesterday at a forum, you know, this is the one time we can get it right. The Democratic Party um, purposefully gerrymandered our state in order to get rid of Roscoe Bartlett in order to, you know, and I've been at the meetings, you know, they they want a 100% Democratic uh, delegation to re- return back uh, to, to, to Congress. Um, I don't think, even as a former Democrat, I don't think that that's appropriate. You know, that the state of Maryland is a beautifully diverse state. We are the, what, the most northern southern state and the most southern northern state. We are a border state. We have mixed um, heritage between the Confederate and the Union um, heritage, and I respect it. You know, as a black woman, I don't have a problem with there being a Confederate soldier in the middle of uh, the city of Rockville. I think it's a waste of time for people to put up some stupid box around it and say that they have to be moved. Personally, I was like, "Forget I leave it there. Put up a put up a sign next to it. Explain to explain to the rest of the community why it's there, um, because we need we need to learn from our history." Um, I this whole re, re, you know revisionist like let's erase all this stuff. I mean, look, this is the society that we and this is the history that we um, we need to understand and 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 learn from it and move forward together. So you know, me moving in as a Republican is is more so about understanding and and, and speaking truth to the founding of our country more so than winning this election. 
Well, the Republican Party has a platform, and there's a list of principles. And as you mentioned, it's it's certainly a diverse party. Uh, there's many factions within the Republican Party currently, and that's why I think you're seeing a uh, a fractured uh, party process moving into uh, Iowa, New Hampshire, and with the presidential primary, you're seeing those factions gather around certain elements within the Republican Party. So, Liz, what is it about the Republican Party's platform or what uh, what certain policies uh, do you most align with now, and, and, and as you had before, but what is it that attracted you most about joining the Republican Party, including its policies? Okay, so right. So even when I ran in 2014, my um, platform stood on economic sustainability, um, I would go around the district, and I went around the district now talking about the need for uh, for us to have an economy, a robust, diverse, uh, resilient economy. Um, my background is, you know, I went to you know, a very liberal school like Sidwell, but I went to Columbia, and I just, um, you know, got my MBA from uh, Maryland. And so, you know, to appreciate, and then every single time I uh, graduated, we've had, you know, economic downturns. You know, so our generation... Um, the generation they talk about, that's their grandchildren's generation. It's our generation, and we have to um, figure out a way for us to move forward. A lot of my colleagues um, have not been able to uh, attain the, 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 the height of what they're supposed to have achieved. Um, and we're losing a lot of talent, and we're losing a lot of, um, you know, man and woman power uh, because of we're not being able to focus on our economy. So, you know, I'm going to be pro-business, you know what I mean? I'm going to be, you know, um, evaluating the high regulations that have been, you know, um, what, hamstringing our economy. We need to realize that um, NAFTA um, gutted our our industry, and it, is um, the TPP doing the exact same thing? I mean, who's out there really, you know, championing our industry and, and, and championing our um, the American worker? You know, those sort of things going back to, you know, um, the Republican Party is like this was, this is and was and supposed to be the party that um, watches out for um, our enterprise um, and, and, and make sure that, you know, in, in moments like, you know, when Teddy Roosevelt broke up the trust, you know, because businesses are human run and created, there's always going to be an issue of greed and, and destruction, unfortunately. So, you know, that's when, you know, government comes in to make sure that bad people don't do bad things, you know. But it also is supposed to create an environment for wonderful and in, in, um, innovative um, people to come together and to be able to provide a service or product um, that would be good for the for society. On the uh, scale. So that's the, the number one thing that I really think I love about the Republican Party. Thank you, Liz. I, I appreciate that response. On the scale of of ideology um where do you fit i mean we can republicans often identify themselves and you'll you'll hear you know in as moderate or conservative or libertarian there's sort of a uh, there's there's a scale on on that republicans i mean i'm i first identify as a libertarian followed by okay. the the identifier as a Republican because I'm I'm a registered Republican, but I'm I'm libertarian in my ideology. Where where along that scale do you do you fit within? 
Yeah, you know, it's it's a new scale for me. You know, I'm a two-day Republican, so, you know, I, I know being an identified Republican is a huge, um, you know, uh, you know, conscious shift. But, you know, I'm, I've, I've been in conversation with, um, you know, Connie Morella. She's she's not really, you know, um, you know, she's, she has her own uh, views and, and my know and and I've been able to kind of talk to her about just you know from before you know last summer I was able to meet her at a women um, in politics um, event um, and I'm so um, inspired by her you know what I mean like Connie Morella represents the Republican that we desperately need in Congress you know she was a woman um, who served as, uh, our eighth congressional district amazingly. Um, she took a lot of blows, you know, from the growing right wing um, for her stances because, you know, she wanted to represent her district um, wholeheartedly, and she did wonderfully until, of course, the Democrats kicked her out. Um, but, you know, that the type of Republican, I guess it would be a moderate Republican, that, you know, they're there to, again, protect our liberties, make sure that, you know, Americans can live um, wonderfully safe, amazing lives and be able to, you know, be proud of our democracy and be able to, you know, um, be an example um, to the rest of the world. Whatever that Republican is, like that's the Republican I want to be. You know, I'm actually a, you know, Second Amendment woman too. Um, I went up to um, a machine gun um, was it, um, alley or whatever up in um, Frederick um, in December um, to talk to some of the um, the vendors up there about, you know, gun issues. I know that there, um, it's been in the press and it's a huge issue in our community. It's, you know, when you go up and you realize, you know, there's a culture that you know, really grew up um, out of respect, respects um, the fact that it's a weapon and, and, you know, you understand the your relationship to it. Um, I believe that there's a reason why it was second on the list for our founders because I don't trust the government as much as, uh, I guess some people do. I think that the power relies um, in the population, and and we as a community need to protect ourselves from an overzealous um, government. You know, and that's why it's second, and that's where I stand. Well, I see that you are going to have a um, you're, you're going to have to convince both Republicans and Democrats, being a former Democrat, that you're the best person for the job um, in Congressional District 8. And on the Republican side, uh, you're going to, there's, as you mentioned earlier, you're going to have to reach out into Carroll County, and you're going to have to reach out into uh, bits and pieces of Frederick County. And what would you say to the Republicans who say, Liz, you're not conservative enough for, to, to earn this Republican nomination? How would you, how would you respond? You know, it's funny because I've already been in Frederick and Carroll. I need to go to more of it. Um, I think that actually a lot of them are really excited that I'm in front of me now because uh, they were excited that I wasn't a Democrat, you know. Um, I was able to connect with a lot of people in the chambers and, you know, um, you know, Chamber of Commerce and, um, and, and the like. And, you know, I think people, once people realize that this district is not either conservative or progressive, they will acknowledge the fact that the best person for this position, and I do believe that I'm the best person for this position, um, will respect and appreciate their values. You know, they might not agree with me 100%. Nobody agrees with anybody 100%. And, and I'm running to represent the entire district, and I respect and value wholeheartedly just as much as 
as someone, and we don't have to go as far as Carroll County. Damascus is one of the, the northern cities of Montgomery County. It's a very conservative uh, town. You know, they just were able to sell, um, you know, beer and wine um, as of, what, three, four years ago? <laughs> you know, so I mean, they were a dry city. Um, and I've been able to um, connect with them right there. Like, I, I came to um, the championship uh, game for Damascus um, at the um, – M&T Bank Stadium last year, and you know I'm very proud um, to be a part of this community. That that we this is the, this is the one place in our in our country I think that can really help identify those those common sense solutions that people have been what, like craving for. You know the reason why I was able to collect so many signatures in the first place, and the reason why people are leaving both parties um, at a astronomical rate is because our Congress is so polarized. And if we want an R back in Congress or if we want um, someone to be proud of being a Christian and, and to be able to, um, you know, to, to use that as, uh, as her moral center, then, yeah, I think that they will understand um, that they're not going to get a Ted Cruz from me. I'm not trying to be Ted Cruz. <laughs> you know what I mean? Nor would you want me to be Ted Cruz. We need more Connie Morellas, and um, that's what I'm offering to the to the voters. Let's talk about about a little bit about your platform. Um, if you were elected to Congress, what are your three top uh, priorities? <clears throat> well, uh, then, as I said, the uh, economy is number one. First and foremost, we can't go anywhere until uh, we get people back to work, and we can't get back to work until we support our businesses and make sure that they can start, grow, and thrive. Uh, we need to bring back um, manufacturing into this country. Um, you know, a lot of the jobs that we left, uh, that we lost um, since the 90s, really, um, were the middle rungs. Um, I think that the minimum wage is an interesting conversation, but we need to have the American wage back in the United States. And so that's my number one focus. Um, number two, yeah, is to, you know, evaluate our, our, our spending. You know, our deficit is growing at an astronomical rate. And, you know, a lot of these um, social services that... Um, people have, might need or do need um, immediately, um, it's difficult to afford them because we don't have the money and, again, the robust economy to increase the uh, tax revenue. Um, evaluating, you know, the taxes, are we paying too many taxes? Are we not paying enough taxes? Again, being honest with ourselves um, about that. Um, and uh, you said three. <laughs> um, I, I'm concerned about our foreign policy. I really am. Um, I'm a from a, um, a military family. My brother is um, uh, he's actually getting a promotion soon, but currently he's a major in the Marine Corps. I'm very very proud of him. But uh, you know he started um, he he um, joined the Marines in 1999 when we were doing peacekeeping missions. And then by the time I graduated from college, um, and then I was I was studying abroad and. You know, I had to. I received a call from him, um, and he said that he was going to be leaving for Iraq. You know, so you know, there's certain things where people have to understand that, like, this is very serious time. You know, like we have to be very, very cognizant of what our government is doing. You know, if we have to be there, he will be the he will be the first person there. You know what I mean? Like, if anything, if I have the ability. To be there on the on the house floor to evaluate if this is the right choice for us to go, then I'll make that choice. But mm -hmm. absolutely not will I send my own brother into harm's way 
just because somebody wants to, like, show how far they can be. You know, like, we need to really, really be more mindful of what and how we use our military might and support our military families um, when they come back. You know, a lot of them are dealing with amazing amounts of stress and PTSD and infertility and all these different things that, you know, there are families, you know, there are, there are, there are neighbors, there are brothers, there are our, our, our sisters. And um, if, if anything, that's our number one responsibility too, is to make sure that, you know, they, that's their job. You know, they've taken that, that oath and, and, and if anything, we need to respect and honor them. So that's I, the last and third. I, I appreciate and, and honor your, your brother's service to our nation. And um, anybody who's, who signs up and volunteers for the United States military uh, and who is uh, in combat or in fights in harm's way, they are a, a national hero. So I, I, I want to thank you for your, your brother's service. Um, and so moving forward, um, Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can hear the passion and I can hear the dedication in your voice. Um, logistically, you, you know you're up against a uh, some stiff competition on the Democrat side. Um, Go ahead, and the Republican side too. There are like more people coming in. You know, <laughs> well, there's like there's two, then four, then five. I'm like, come on, make up your minds already. <laughs> <laughs> and of course, you know, on on the Republican or on the Democrat side, <clears throat> yesterday we learned that. Uh, Multi-millionaire David Trone is entering the race, yeah. a, a business guy yeah. from from Potomac, and then of course we have uh, Kathleen Matthews, which who was who a former anchor and a what could, uh, perceived as one of the front runners, as well as uh, Jamie Raskin, who is viewed as a progressive hero in in the state of Maryland from Tacoma Park. So, and and they've raised an exuberant amount of money, and we know that in campaigns you have to raise a lot of money. And you mm-hmm. have to put together a ground game and an operation, and um, and you have to put together an entire organization that will help you be successful. So um, mm-hmm. yeah, we have about three and a half minutes left. So Liz, what how how do you intend to move forward with that, and what what are some of your ideas about uh, building that infrastructure to ensure that you have a successful race? Right, absolutely. Well, as of my switch, uh, my team now quadrupled, so I'm very excited about that. Um, you know, I'm a field organizer at heart, so um, I'm going to, sorry, Democratic Party, I'm going to use the tactics that um, you used against us to, to beat you, you know, to get um, through the primary. Um, it's going to be a, a very aggressive ground game. I love connecting with voters, and I've been doing it for the last three years, and so I'm going to just continue to do it as a Republican. Um, again, I already connected with, um, you know, several people, several thousands of people, um, as an independent and to be able to make this switch and to have something and have a party behind me um, will be really a wonderful and value, uh, valuable asset. When it comes to fundraising, it, it was very, 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 very hard to raise uh, money as an independent. The traditional apparatus is structured in a two-party system, which is that's why this, like, you know, the only independent who can, you know, really, really, you know, galvanize a lot of that support is either people who are, you know, well, um, millionaires and billionaires, or um, you know, a big uh, coup operations. Um, so um, we are now again have what ninety days until the primary. Um, sure. um And um, I welcome it. I um, when it comes to I don't you know Trove. I actually been to his house uh, for um, a Clinton fundraiser for the Brown Ullman campaign, and 
Um, I think he was in District 6, actually, <laughs> you know, like because of the gerrymandered line. Um, I think that part of Potomac is District 6. But, hey, again, congratulations for him to feel inspired to run. Um, I think we need more brave souls. I don't think we need more billionaires, but I do think we um, need more people to step up and at least try to, you know, take it on. It's not easy to run um, an election. It's not easy to be a politician. Um, And so I I, I think that it's wonderful for people to feel like they want to step up. But yeah, you know, I mean, this, you know, I got in trouble for talking about um, how Kathleen Matthews is out of touch. Um, I think Cove actually, you know, because he, runs a local business that unfortunately can't be run in Montgomery County because of our crazy laws here. But, you know, like other parts of um, the Eastern Seaboard, I think it's really cool. I mean, hey, I mean, I'm I'm a young businesswoman too, so I, I kind of admire him as a business person. I don't know how he is politically. Um, I know he's got a crap ton of money, which, you know, it's too bad that he can't give to my campaign, but maybe after – you know, the Democratic primary is over and he loses, um, you know, maybe he can um, turn around and write us a check. So I welcome his money, too. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Liz, I want to thank you for your time this morning and uh, sharing your your switch and uh, welcome to the Republican Party. And uh, uh, as a Republican myself, uh, I'm I look forward to to watching all the candidates um, and especially during the the upcoming forums and uh, I, I think that uh, you will be uh, certainly a, a valuable addition to the process. So, Liz, we have about 20 seconds left. Thanks again for your time, and uh, I'm sure that you and I will be uh, uh, do a few more of these interviews over the course of this campaign. All right. Thank you so much, Ryan. I really appreciate it. Absolutely. And, uh, Liz, you can find you on the on the web at Liz, is it LizMatori.com? Yeah, we're we're redoing it because I'm now a Republican now, so um, w- the new site will be coming up in the next week or so, but I look forward to it, uh, LizMatori.com. Thank you so much. All right. Thanks, Liz. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye.